your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 290 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. The Rangers back in action tonight against the Boston Bruins. And in my mind, they have a chance to actually win this series tonight. I know they lost in overtime on Wednesday, but an overtime loss does get you a point in the standings. So I think if the Rangers end up with a regulation win tonight, we can say that the Rangers took this two-game series from the Boston Bruins. Obviously, that's going to be a lot easier said than done. Uh, we will talk a little bit about that matchup. We've also got an update on Artemi Panarin, as well as some of the other injured Rangers. The injuries really starting to pile up here. You obviously don't like to see that for very obvious reasons. Uh, we've got our goalie matchup for tonight's game as well. Rangers-Bruins, puck dropping at 7 o'clock. And we also have some rumors or some speculation that the Rangers could actually end up playing in one of the Lake Tahoe games coming up later this month. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And we're also going to throw out one more center that could come in and help the Rangers win face-offs. Because in some recent episodes, we did three players earlier in an episode this week, and we did three players in an episode last week, just kind of speculating on impending free agent centers that could come in and really help the Rangers in an area where they struggle, which is obviously winning face-offs. So we're going to get to all this stuff, but let's start with Artemi Panarin. He did not practice today, this afternoon, and is out for tonight's game. And my first thought here is it's probably smart to play it safe. It does sound like, at least going by comments from Coach Quinn, that this is not expected to be a long-term thing. Uh, they're not too concerned about it over the long haul. But when you look at how he was skating the other night, I think it only makes sense to give him a chance to catch his breath tonight. I know that it's a big game. Every game is huge. We'd love for him to be out there against a talented team like the Bruins. Artemi Panarin should have won the MVP last year. He's somebody that the Rangers can ill afford to lose for a long period of time, but that's just it. Rather have him miss tonight's game and just be out for this one game only, then try to gut it out, injure himself worse, and be out for a longer period of time. And that's especially true when you look at the Rangers' upcoming schedule, because the Rangers were scheduled after tonight to play their next game at home against the Flyers on Sunday, but that game has since been postponed. As of right now, the Rangers' next game isn't until Tuesday against the Devils, and as of now, that game is still on, but the Devils have had several games postponed, and actually the Devils' Monday game against the Bruins has already been postponed. So I don't think it's a sure bet that the Rangers and Devils actually end up playing that game on Tuesday. And if that's the case, then the Rangers' next game after tonight won't be until Thursday at Philadelphia. So by then, or even by Tuesday against the Devils, if that game happens, you hope that uh, Artemi Panarin is ready to go. And, and just going by these comments, it sounds like that will indeed be the case. Uh, the big question here is... Who do they put in place of Artemi Panarin on the second line tonight? And got a couple of options, but in practice today, it was Alexi Lafreniere skating alongside Ryan Strom and Capo Caco. In this most recent game against the Bruins, we saw Philip DiGiuseppe jump into that spot in the lineup for the Rangers. But I like going with Lafreniere here. Listen, I know he's uh, struggled to produce points this season. Again, I do think his overall game has been better than his stats would indicate, but he has been... Uh, not really the most noticeable player on the ice over the last few games. And if there's anything that can get him going, uh, maybe putting him up there into the top six along with Stroman Kako uh, can can make that happen. And I know that I've said recently that I'm not the biggest fan of Alexi Lafreniere jumping all up and down the lineup and going from the left wing on the third line to the right wing on the second line to the 
left wing on the top line, whatever it might be, all over the place, switching positions, switching lines, switching line mates. But when I said that, to be fair, I wasn't thinking that Artemi Panarin was going to be injured. And obviously, Panarin not being there, that leaves a gaping hole in your lineup. And as much as I like Philip Giuseppe and what he's brought to the table so far for the Rangers, just a hardworking, uh, blue-collar type player, I think you want to aim for some scoring to try to replace somebody like Artemi Panarin. And I think Alexi Lafreniere has a better chance of making that happen than Philip DiGiuseppe, although it should be noted Philip DiGiuseppe does have five assists this year. But long-term, yeah, I think it's safe to say Alexi Lafreniere, more upside than Philip DiGiuseppe, and I think it's probably the right call to go with him on this line tonight. Maybe him and Capocacco can get each other going a little bit. You know, in the offseason, I kind of talked about how eventually those two are going to have to line up on the same line in one way or another. And it might be fun to watch uh, Lafreniere and Capocacco get it going. Uh, if they can break through against the Boston Bruins tonight, that would obviously be huge for the Rangers. Naturally, with Panarin out, the Rangers also had to shuffle their power play units a little bit. And at practice today, apparently these were the line combos. The top unit was Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, Alexi Lafreniere, Pavel Buchnevich, and Chris Kreider. The second unit was Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Ryan Strom, Capo Caco, and Brian Lemieux. Cool to see uh, Keandre Miller getting some time on the power play there. You know, they kind of left him to focus on just even strength play early in the season, but man, he just keeps getting better and better and better, and we've seen him out there on the kill a little bit. Might be fun to see him out there on the power play as well. And I got to say, if there's ever a night for Mika Zibanejad to kind of break out of his scoring slump, and again, he did look a lot better against Boston in this, in this most recent game than he has for the majority of this season. In fact, I would even say it was maybe Mika's best performance of the season. Uh, Tuka Rask committed a highway robbery on him more than one time. And if there's ever a time for him to get rolling and get going here, uh, this is it. Artemi Panarin's out of the lineup. Mika, you would think, is probably going to be in line for a ton of ice time. And like we said, he was very close in the last game. So maybe he breaks through here, and uh, maybe Kreider and Mika can find uh, some of that magic from last season. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about a couple other injuries that are currently plaguing the Rangers. Uh, for Some good news for starters here. We've got Colin Blackwell ready to make his return tonight to take on the Boston Bruins. And Blackwell, there's something else i got to point out here uh, that I just noticed about Blackwell. I'm on a website, and they actually have him listed as a center rather than a wing. So this naturally got me intrigued because we've been talking so much about, you know, maybe the Rangers are thin at center. Well, they are thin at center. But then also that they might look to add a free agent next season who can come in and hopefully when face-offs, among other things that he can do to help the team win. But since Blackwell was listed as a center, I had to look at his face-off stats. And now, granted, Colin Blackwell has only played 37 career NHL games, including the four that he's played this year with the Rangers. He's only taken 97 career face-offs. So you're talking about a very, very small sample size. However, in those 97 face-offs, Colin Blackwell is 51 and 46. That's a success rate of 52.6%. And again, given the enormous struggles that we've seen the Rangers have in the face-off circle, Stick that man at center. Let's give him a chance. You know what? Maybe it is a small sample size, but maybe he's better at face-offs than a lot of people might realize. He might be better at a lot of things than a lot of people might realize because he hasn't really gotten that many opportunities in the NHL. Like we said, just 37 career NHL games, and he's now 27 years old, and he obviously played very well for the Rangers. Just looked like a hard-nosed player, uh, scored a goal, and had two assists, and had that big assist in overtime against Buffalo where he set up Alexi Lafreniere for the game-winning goal after twice stealing the puck from the Sabres in the neutral zone. So, yeah, very excited to have Colin Blackwell uh, back in the lineup tonight, and I think it probably wouldn't hurt to put him at center at some point, maybe tonight, maybe going forward. You know, if he's going to be on the fourth line, I like Kevin Rooney, but Kevin Rooney's really struggled in the faceoff circle, so maybe Rooney uh, moves off of the center and moves to the wing on the fourth line. You put Colin Blackwell at center, or maybe the Rangers put Blackwell on the third line. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out, but right now, uh, the Rangers' top center, at least somebody who's actually taken a lot of faceoffs in terms of just winning faceoffs, is actually Brett Howden. So if Howden and Blackwell are on the same line, uh, Blackwell's probably going to play the wing. If Blackwell's on the fourth line, you can put him in the center. They, they got some options. They've got some options. But just the fact that the Rangers have somebody on their roster that has won more than 50% of his career faceoffs, small sample size though it may be, yeah, that kind of caught my attention. I got to be honest. As for Jack Johnson, no real updates there. He has a groin injury, and ever since this injury happened about two weeks ago, he's been listed as day-to-day. I suppose he's still day-to-day, but there really aren't any updates to speak of. And if you're Lipper Hayek, or even Anthony Potato for that matter, take advantage of this opportunity, because I think both of them have played fairly well. As we talked about, Lipper Hayek did have that one pretty big miscue against the Islanders that really hurt the Rangers in a tight, low-scoring game that the Islanders eventually won 2 to nothing. But overall, I think both those guys have played pretty well, and uh, they have a chance to stick in the lineup if and when uh, Jack Johnson gets healthy and makes his return. And then there's also Brennan Smith. No real updates there either. I mean, it sounded like not too long ago he might be close to returning, so I can only assume he still is close to returning, but he's dealing with an upper body injury. Again, the dreaded upper body injury. I know that he practiced not that long ago in a non-contact jersey, but not sure if he's going to be available for this game tonight. And even if he is available, not sure he'd be able to unseat either Liber Hayek or Anthony Potato right now. Like I said, I think with Liber Hayek, he might get some rope from the Rangers because I think, again, overall he has played pretty well. He's somebody that they brought over in that big trade that sent Miller and McDonough to the Lightning, and he's somebody who could be uh, a bigger part of their future than certainly Brennan Smith is. Brennan Smith, don't get me wrong, I still think he can help the team a little bit this season, but this is the last year of his contract and kind of seems like a long shot to be re-signed when this season is over. 
And then one more player that I got to mention here is Philip Heedle. Now, Heedle obviously sustained a upper body injury. Again, the dreaded upper body injury. He was initially expected to be out four to six weeks, and that very well still may be the case, but he's actually also been added to the NHL's COVID protocol list. Now, obviously, he wasn't going to be able to play tonight, but as we all know, uh, COVID is no joke, and it can be very serious, and all the best to Philip Hedl. It doesn't say for sure that he's definitely uh, that he definitely has COVID himself, but he's on the NHL's COVID protocol list, so obviously, all the best to Philip Hedl as it pertains to both COVID and his lower body injury, and Hopefully, uh, he comes back to the Rangers in due time. They could certainly use him. He's off to a really nice start this season. As we all know, the Rangers are very thin at center. And uh, you just keep your fingers crossed, if you're a Ranger fan, that he can come back uh, toward the front of the timeline rather than the back of it because it was four to six weeks he's been out of action since January 24th so in the best case scenario he might only be about two weeks from coming back but we'll have to just keep our eye on it and wait and see I'm certainly no doctor so yeah we'll just await word from the Rangers as to when we can expect Filipino back in the lineup. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about tonight's goalie matchup for the Rangers. You've got Igor Shesterkin back in the net after Alex Georgiev was between the pipes on Wednesday. He suffered kind of a hard luck 3-2 overtime loss to these same Bruins. And then for the Bruins tonight, you're going to have Yaroslav Halak between the pipes. So both teams making a goalie change. Uh, Igor Shesterkin had a three-game winning streak that came to an end on Monday. The Rangers obviously lost that game 2 to nothing to the Islanders. Kind of a hard luck loser, and that one was Shesterkin. But... Igor still played well, stopped 28 of the 30 shots that he faced. And just to bring you guys up to date on Igor Shesterkin and just to kind of illustrate how much he's really turned things around over these last four games after a bit of a shaky start to the season, uh, in his eight total appearances this season, Shesterkin now has a 3-3-1 record, a 2-31 goals against average, and a 9-16 save percentage. So safe to say, Igor Shesterkin definitely rounding into form for the New York Rangers. He's also allowed just seven goals in his last four starts, so in two or fewer in all four of those. So that's obviously very good news, and he's going to need to be at the top of his game tonight against a very talented Boston Bruins team. As for the Bruins, like I said, they're going to go with Yaroslav Halak, starting in place of Tuka Rask, which on the surface sounds like pretty good news. 
as a Ranger fan because, hey, we don't have to face Tuka Rask again. He stood on his head and was absolutely fantastic on Wednesday. Uh, but Halak has been pretty good for the Bruins ever since they picked him up a couple seasons ago. And in fact, this year, he is 3-0-1 with a 172 goals against average and a 923 save percentage. So, yeah, avoiding Rask might indeed be good news but maybe not quite as good as we all might think at first glance. But either way, Rangers, like I said, they got their work cut out for them against a very strong Bruins team tonight. And you just hope that this isn't another case where the opposing goaltender once again is a brick wall and just stands on his head and just will not let the puck get by him. Hopefully we can finally catch somebody on an off night. Maybe that's Yaroslav Halak uh, for the Bruins here tonight. But this also leads me into kind of a broader concept that I wanted to discuss with you guys today. You know, we talked about how things are different. It's a 56-game regular season. There's different dynamics playing so many fewer games than you would typically play in an 82-game regular season. And one of the things that is an option, not just for the Rangers, but really for every team in the NHL, is if they want to really, really lean on the guy that they consider to be their top goaltender, the door's wide open to do it, simply because you're playing so many fewer games this season than you would in a normal 82-game campaign. And if there's teams out there that feel like their starting goalie is, is Vesna material, is an all-star caliber, netminder, then they can ride him until the wheels fall off. You're only playing 56 games. You can easily put him out there for 46, 48 games, and it's still fewer games than that goalie would play over the course of an 82-game regular season. Now, granted, the schedule is kind of tight this season. There's a lot of games and not so many nights. It seems like the Rangers are playing basically every other night uh, going forward here for the rest of the month of February. So, Maybe there's a little bit more wear and tear on the goalie for that reason, that he has to continue to just put on the pads night after night after night. But again, I still think that option exists, whether you're the Rangers or anybody else. If you really favor one goalie over the other, then you can make him your workhorse and just put him out there, not every night, but the vast, vast majority of nights. I don't think the Rangers are quite there yet. Certainly, I'm at the point where I want to see more of Igor Shesterkin than I'd like to see of Alex Georgiev. And Alex Georgiev has played well at times this season. I thought he had a pretty solid game on Wednesday against the Boston Bruins. Obviously, he shut out the Islanders on the second game of the season after they had a disastrous opening night performance. But again, I've said what I'll say all along. I think Igor Shesterkin is the man in the short term, and I think Igor Shesterkin is the man in the long term. They'll still use Georgiev at times, but the Rangers, you know, they're in this ultra-competitive division. They are outside of the playoff picture looking in right now. Every game and every point is so, so critical for this team. And so we might be at the point where Igor really is the man, and he just starts to get the vast, vast majority of starts going forward. And I really wouldn't be able to argue too hard against that. I think what I'd like to see is use Georgiev in instances that make sense. If there's a back-to-back, -back, make sure Alex Georgiev gets one of those games. If the Rangers are playing the Islanders, make sure Georgiev is out there for that game because he tends to own the Islanders. Use Georgiev in smart ways, but again, I, I would have no issue with the Rangers. If they want to go forward and have a situation where Igor Shosturkin is playing 70% of the game, 75% of the game, somewhere in there, maybe even 80%. I'm totally cool with that. In fact, I might be for it because I do think between the two guys, and it's nothing against Georgiev, but I just think Igor Shesterkin gives the Rangers the best chance to win. And since we're talking about goalies right now, there's something I wanted to uh, hearken back to in yesterday's episode. We talked about how yesterday that Alex Georgiev does seem to have somewhat of an Achilles heel this season, and it's the simple fact that he doesn't seem to be coming up with saves when he's one-on-one -on, -one on breakaways. And we saw that happen twice in the game against the Bruins on Wednesday. The Bruins got two breakaway opportunities, and they scored on both of them, including the overtime game winner. And I talked about all this on yesterday's episode, but something I didn't mention that I really should have mentioned is just how spoiled we were for so many years with Henrik Lundqvist. Now, Lundqvist was a fantastic goalie in every single aspect of the game, 
But I think one area where he really, really excelled was on breakaways. Nobody could get this guy to budge on a breakaway. He just stood there. He forced you to make the move, and then he made the save. He would never overcommit to anything, any of these little deeks moving in, any of these fancy moves. He didn't care. He just stood there, watched the puck. You were going to have to make a move before he did. He always would wait out the skater, and it was just awesome to see. It led to the Rangers winning a lot of games and shootouts, and obviously him coming up with a lot of clutch saves on breakaways. But, man, were we spoiled with Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, that's basically the long and short of it. I realize he tailed off a little bit the last couple seasons with the Rangers. But, man, you talk about just a luxury, just a phenomenal goalie and somebody who really excelled at making saves on breakaways. And as for Henrik Lundqvist uh, right now, I haven't really seen too many updates on him or his condition. He's not—he's on Twitter, but he's not necessarily the most active uh, social media person that has played in this league or is playing in this league. But obviously our thoughts are still with Henrik Lundqvist and, you know, fingers crossed that he can make a, a full recovery here. He had the open heart surgery. Hopefully uh, everything's going well in his rehab. And if he'd like to continue playing next season and that opportunity presents itself and him and his doctors feel it's safe and feel that it's worth it, then, hey, more power to him. I I'd love to see Henrik Lundqvist uh, continue his career somewhere next season, if possible, and if it's safe for him to do so. Something else we mentioned in the intro, we'll talk about it right now, is that the Rangers could actually end up being involved in one of the two Lake Tahoe games in place of the Philadelphia Flyers. And as we all know, the Flyers have several players in the COVID protocol right now. And as a result of this, uh, this Sunday's game between the Rangers and the Flyers has been postponed. We talked about that earlier. But if the Rangers, this is just based on what I'm reading, if the Rangers were to take the Flyers' place, then they would compete in the Sunday, February 21 game at Lake Tahoe, and they would presumably play the Bruins. And there are two games in Lake Tahoe. They are Saturday, February 20th, and Sunday, February 21st. But like I said, the Rangers would be competing in that Sunday, February 21st game, taking the place of the Flyers against the Bruins. However, as of now... I don't really see how that's going to work because the Rangers seem to have a pretty busy weekend on February 20th and February 21st. They have back-to-back -back games in D.C. against the Washington Capitals. So as far as this would work, apparently it is possible that if the Flyers cannot participate in that Lake Tahoe game, the NHL would remove both the Flyers and the Bruins from that game. And instead, the Rangers and Capitals would play each other in the place of the Flyers and Bruins on Sunday the 21st. And I assume that would also mean that the Ranger Capitals game for Saturday the 20th in D.C. would go on as planned, and then the two teams would travel to Lake Tahoe to play that game. Look, there's a lot of moving parts here. Obviously, nothing is set in stone. It's just speculation. It's just uh, throwing out some ideas. I, for one, would love to see the Rangers participate. Uh, the outdoor games are always fun. Uh, you don't want it to happen, obviously, because COVID has necessitated it. Uh, but, you know, if the Rangers end up playing on Lake Tahoe, I mean, I'm going to tune in like I would any other Ranger game and probably enjoy it very much. And as you guys may recall, the Rangers have had some recent success in some of these outdoor games. They've twice participated in the Winter Classic since 2012. Now, obviously, the team has changed a lot since then. The fact that they won both of these two Winter Classic games does in no way mean that they're definitely going to win a game at Lake Tahoe. But be that as it may, I think it's still worth, uh, you know, recalling the history here. In 2018, most recently, the Rangers played the Buffalo Sabres at City Field. They won that game 3-2 in overtime. And in 2012, they played the Philadelphia Flyers at Citizens Bank Park, and they won that game 3-2. Henrik Lundqvist, we talked about this earlier, stopping a penalty shot with less than 20 seconds remaining against Danny Briere to preserve that 3-2 lead for the Rangers. So, uh, yeah. Two memorable wins for the Rangers, especially that one against the Flyers. And, uh, you know, if the Rangers end up playing in Lake Tahoe, we'll see how that goes for them as well. Hopefully they can make it 3-0 in the last 10 years uh, as far as outdoor games are concerned. 
Something else I wanted to mention that popped onto Twitter today is that Chris Drury has been named the general manager of the 2021 United States men's national team. So obviously a big congratulations to Chris Drury. He is, of course, currently the associate general manager for the Rangers and the general manager of the Hartford Wolfpack. He was actually in the mix for the Penguins' newly vacated GM job, uh, but they instead selected Ron Hextall, which is fine by me because... You know, the Ranger rebuild, I think, is going well for the most part. And you got to believe Chris Drury is one of the more uh, notable voices in that room, along with, obviously, J.D. and Jeff Gordon. But it's funny because Drury's name has been coming up uh, more frequently recently. And a lot of these guys, you know, if you're an assistant general manager or you're an assistant coach, whatever it might be, your ultimate goal is to become a head coach or a general manager. And that may well happen in due time for Chris Drury. Uh, but Drury was actually under consideration for the Florida Panthers general manager job in the offseason. And then uh, he actually pulled his own name out of that one. So, uh, yeah, might only be a matter of time before Chris Drury is on his way, but it's probably Good news for the Rangers that somebody who is an associate general manager for them is getting such heavy consideration uh, as a general manager from other teams around the NHL. And one last thing that I want to talk about today, we've done a couple of episodes recently where we talked about impending free agent centers and guys who could be fits on the Rangers, most specifically for their ability to win faceoffs. Now, my mom just happens to be an avid listener of this podcast. Her and my dad obviously kind of got me into the Rangers from a very young age. And she texted me the other day that I forgot somebody in the impending uh, free agent class, and she mentioned Brian Boyle. And the funny thing about Boyle is that he's actually a free agent right now. So if the Rangers want to kind of get ahead of the game a little bit and add somebody to the roster right now, somebody that I'm sure they could get for very cheap, bring back an old friend and a personal favorite player of my mom's, then, hey, Brian Boyle's the guy. I mean, you could definitely bring him in uh, to this Ranger team right now. Brian Boyle for his career is at 50.5% on the faceoff dot, so it doesn't really jump off the page, but as we've noted in the past, it would be a noticeable improvement for the Rangers given what they're currently getting on the faceoff circle. And something else that must be said about Brian Boyle, since the 2011-2012 season, which he spent with the Rangers, uh, he has been above 50% every single year. So that's, let's see, four, six, eight, nine straight seasons at 50.7% or better on the faceoff circle. And in last season with the Florida Panthers, Boyle was at 52.4%, uh, one of the best marks of his career. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to twist my arm to get us to re-sign Brian Boyle. I would love to see that. It's funny, though, because, you know, some of the guys on the fourth line, I think, have played pretty well. I don't know if you'd want to push somebody like Kevin Rooney or Brian Lemieux out of the lineup, but there's always ways to do this. Uh, maybe Julian Gauthier takes a seat despite uh, scoring his first career goal the other night. I don't know. The Rangers would obviously have some options there, but... Yeah, sooner or later, you got to do something about this. You got to get somebody on this team, whether it's this season or next season at the very latest. You got to get somebody on this team that can win some faceoffs. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Uh, big game against the Bruins tonight. Hopefully, the Rangers can win it in regulation and take this two game series. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.